I'm not gonna raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drink your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 26. Oklahoma State, they kind of saved the worst for last. I would argue that was the worst West Virginia game of the season. You could argue the Kansas game that was on the road. In my head, West Virginia is going to do better in Morgantown than away from Morgantown. And it didn't pan out this year for whatever reason. West Virginia loses their fifth home game of the season, 85-80 to Oklahoma State. So they get their last four games of the season at home. They split those games. Hard to knock the Baylor game. Going to knock this one. And listen, all the warning signs were there. Lethargic win versus TCU. Kate Cunningham found out he wasn't going to play this game. Likely. He hasn't been playing for Oklahoma State. He wasn't going to play in this game. And I received that Cunningham news not as like, oh, okay, well, West Virginia has a better chance of winning this game. I 100% received it as, uh-oh. But I guarantee I wasn't the only one thinking that. And so West Virginia is a 10.5-point favorite, and you and you, I see that. I'm like, well, West Virginia had to come back from 19 down to beat Oklahoma State in the first game. And we've I've been talking about this. The, the second game has been like the first game. So even if Cunningham's playing, I'm picturing in my head, close game in the 80s. And that's what happened the day Oklahoma State wins this one. You know, and like that that Cunningham news, I actually visualized Cunningham and likely high-fiving and jumping up and down and like towels over their heads. That's that's legit what I pictured in my head when I when I heard that he wasn't going to play. That's that's not that's not healthy to have that visual. Period. Me thinking about other teams celebrating beating us. But it, it legit that's what happened. And it doesn't take me, it doesn't take much for me to be nervous. All that made me nervous going into this game. And yet, West Virginia kind of ho hummed in the halftime with a five point lead. And they did that with Culver sitting most of the half with two fouls. Yeah, it's kind of weird that Taz Sherman had a great first half instead of a great second half. And it's not the best. It's not the only time Taz has had a good first half, but he was really good in the first half. And yeah, and so I dropped my guard a little bit, you know? I'm like, okay, well, Culver is going to play in the second half. He dominated Oklahoma State in the first game. They don't have really somebody to guard him. He's gonna he's gonna take over. And he didn't. 
The other thing going into the half, Oklahoma State shot the ball well in the first half. They shot over 50%. So they're going to they're going to cool off in my head similar to the first game. And I've got these things, you know, just as on the flip side of me visualizing Oklahoma State guys celebrating a win, I was visualizing at halftime shot robot hitting seven points in a row because he's kind of been doing that lately. I picture Culver getting whatever he wanted and staying in the game. Like I visualized those things too, right? So I felt good at halftime. And then you know what happens. The lead disappears. Then West Virginia's down five. And still I'm in the mindset of, okay, Came back from 19 down against this team with those two really good players in the game. So surely they can come back against this team down five. Then some positive things happened. Then one of the guys that, that were was killing us fouls out. And the other guy that's killing us, zero, he had four fouls. All right. Okay. These are the things that have been happening in West Virginia's favor. West Virginia's making their free throws. West Virginia retakes the lead with under four minutes left. And then this is this is how things turned around in my head. They promptly lost the lead on a straight line drive. Now they're down one. West Virginia has to call a timeout. Huggins doesn't like what he sees on offense. And coming out of the timeout... You don't even get a shot off. You have a five-second violation out of a timeout. Turnover. So put that in the same category as, as Taz running the baseline when you weren't supposed to turn over. Baylor hits a three. This one, more of a gut punch. Oklahoma State comes out. You get the, them to shoot an air ball. And the giant guy that got like seven offensive rebounds gets the air ball, puts it in the basket. And now Oklahoma State's up three. And to me, that was the game. West Virginia cut it to two a couple of times, had chances to tie it, and just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And, you know, West Virginia had two turnovers in the first half. They had 10 in the second and it wasn't just one guy doing it. West Virginia got out-rebounded by nine today, which they've been holding their own and rebounding here lately. Got destroyed by Oklahoma State. Again, seven offensive rebounds by a freshman gi- giant. <laughs> one of the Boone twins, I thought they both just lived close to the basket. One of the Boone t- twins made three three-pointers. And guess what? Are you sitting down? He hasn't done that all season. Go figure. And that giant guy, I keep talking about him, he had a career high in minutes, rebounds, and points. Yeah, he did that today. And more importantly, on defense, he was a good defender for Culver. He did great today. And the number zero had a career high 31 points. So, you have multiple guys having games that they've never had before in their lifetime. 
All right. <laughs> and that happens. It, it's unfortunate it happens in the season finale on senior day at home. And how does senior day work in a year where everybody can come back? I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Gabe and Taz, but do you get, do you re-gift the jersey that's that's framed? Do you get two of them? I, I legit don't know how that works, that we're in uncharted territory here. But Oklahoma State shot 58% from the field. A lot of that in the lane. You know, they did hit some tough shots, but some of them not tough. West Virginia was not shining on defense today. And yet West Virginia almost won this game. Somehow, and even Huggins was confused. Like, how did we get the 80 points? <laughs> I have no idea. They uh, Well, I do know. They shot a ton of free throws again. That's kind of a thing West Virginia is doing is they're getting to the free throw line and they're making their free throws. Is this one not this was not a game where it was because they were missing free throws. Even even Gabe made like three free throws. But I wanted to look to see where West Virginia the last time West Virginia gave up 58% shooting from a game. Guess what? It's happened once a season during the regular season for the last eight seasons. Last eight seasons. So going through Press Virginia, one time, they're due to give up 58% or more to a team. And uh, do not be shocked by this. West Virginia lost every single one of those games. It wasn't on my radar <laughs> that this is something that has to happen in a season where they give up over 58% shooting. And so if it was on my radar, and it will be next year, I'll be looking for the over 58% game so we can just mark that off and say, all right, and they'll probably lose that game. And we can just say, all right, well, that happens once a year. It's not going to happen again. Man. But, okay, I'm not – I've already overanalyzed. But I don't want to. Let's, let's be clear on where West Virginia is at. They finished 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Wins over Kansas, one of the hottest teams. Yes, it was kind of a weird UTEP game, but they've been, they're going to end up second place in the Big 12. West Virginia beat them, beat Texas Tech in Lubbock, beat Texas at Austin. So sour taste today, but last year they were 4-6 and six in their last 10. They had two three-game losing streaks. You know, we always we leave last year with the warm and fuzzy of that Baylor game, and they they won their last two games. Kind of struggled with the bad Iowa State team, but they won on the road. But let's keep in mind they were four and six in their last ten. The team this year they're going to finish in the top half of the best or second best conference in the country for sure. They're going to the NCAA tournament. Last year, they won nine conference wins. This year, they bump it up to 11. And they only got 17 of the 18 conference games in. Only one loss this season was by 10 or more points. 
Only one team in the Huggins era has done better, and that was the 2017 team. They had no double-digit losses, and that team lost a heartbreaker to Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. So then you look at the regular season. What's the lowest ranking of a team that West Virginia lost to? And to do that, I use Ken Palm. The lowest ranked team West Virginia lost to this season was Oklahoma. They did it twice. uh, And their ranking has slipped since West Virginia's played Oklahoma. But they are 36th. So the the worst loss on their resume was was to a 36th ranked team. And there are two seasons in Huggins' tenure where the worst loss was in that 35 to 40 range. The other seasons, you lose to a team that's like 110th or lose to the 80th best team. Like that happens in college basketball. So this season is like two other other seasons in West Virginia's uh, Huggins era. All right. One was the 2016 team, and that was a team that won 13 games in the Big 12 and lost in the first round to Stephen F. Austin in one of the most, (laughs) as a fan, one of the most uh, sad games I ever watched. It just, it, it was never in the cards. That game never was in reach to a team and Stephen F. Austin was better than their seeding, but my goodness, that was a depressing game to watch. So this team is historically like the 2016 team and the other team, the 2010 final four team. And that, that was like at Connecticut, Connecticut was the worst ranked team. They lost to that season. So that's quite the range of possibilities, right? And, would you be surprised if this team got a bad matchup in the first round of the NCAA tournament and got bounced? You you would not be surprised, right? But in the same breath, you would not be surprised if this team gets hot offensively. Defense kind of is what it is, right? Like, you can't lean on the defense this season. But you can get this team has proven to get hot offensively. And if they do that, they could absolutely make it to the final four. I believe that. But that's a wide range of possibilities. (laughs) This loss does not erase all the good that's happened this year. Today stunk, but it's been a great season. Look, they they look like they needed to take a few days off. <laughs> they just they look a step slow. Guys are dealing with injuries. Their West Virginia is not exclusive in that category. I get it. Uh again, good news. That's the last game in Morgantown. West Virginia's lost eight games this season. Five of them were in the Coliseum. So they're really good away from Morgantown. So let's see what happens in the Big 12 tournament. Random thoughts coming up.
Dyer Prime is a lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime Creative Group. Family-owned. Veteran-owned. Designing things. They're creative. It's a group of them. One of them has the last name Dyer. They're great at what they do. They do design. They can put that design on a t-shirt, on a hat, on a sweatshirt. They'll even embroider it. They'll screen print. They do lots of things. They do them well. Let them help you with your needs. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at dyerprime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode. I can't even, I can't even get it out because I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Something weird happened today. Okay? <clears throat> so... <laughs> And it happened, you know, Fran Fraschilla, uh, West Virginia fans enjoy Fran Fraschilla. Why? Because he's friends with Bob Huggins. And he comes to Morgantown at least once a year, you know. He likes the state. He tweets about wanting to eat pepperoni rolls. You know, all that is like your... Your West Virginia fans really enjoy them some Fran Fraschilla. I, I I don't know one that doesn't, right? Okay, so all that's true. I enjoy Fran Fraschilla. I enjoy his perspective during a game. As much as he likes West Virginia, he's fair to both teams. And like he, he's, I enjoy his work, all right? Now, what, <laughs> what I don't enjoy, and you wouldn't think that I would be laughing about something I don't enjoy, but uh, Fran Priscilla was giving Taz Sherman a nickname. And it's, you know, nicknames. Taz is short for Taz's Christian name. And his nickname, and what he goes by is Taz. It's one syllable. It stands out. Anytime he's doing well, you'll see like 25 Tasmanian devil gifs or gifs on Twitter. It's... You know, like he, there's, if you want to go Tasmanian Devil, because his name is Taz, like, I guess he doesn't, he doesn't play like a Tasmanian Devil. He's kind of, he's too chill to be a Tasmanian Devil. But Fran was trying to get something off the ground today. (laughs) And he actually had two different things he was doing there. And it doesn't, neither one made any sense. 
One was the Shermanator. Okay. Now that the Shermanator rhymes with Terminator. Terminator is a thing. I get that. Like Taz, second half Taz, he's been he's been terminating or shermanating opponents, right? Like I can I can get there on the on the logic train, okay? But <laughs> Fran was going Tasmanator. Okay, here's there's so many problems with that. All right. <laughs> it's it's I don't know if it's lazy or if it's like way above my head. What does that mean? The Tasmanator. Like it doesn't flow. It sounds like Two different words. Tasmanator. It it's not like Shermanator, which is questionable, but I can get there. Tasmanator. He was doubling down on Tasmanator. And you can get caught up verbally in the air. Maybe he had Shermanator that he was like he was thinking about it. Before this game, he's like, I'm going to hit Taz with, you know, Taz is easy to say, and it kind of sounds like a nickname already, but I'm going to Sherman, Shermanator. Maybe he's thinking about that SNL skit. I'm an old person, but Rob Schneider, the guy making copies, he hit everybody with the Manator. Tazbinator. I'm laughing now, but in the moment, I just, it was, I only met that with confusion and a little bit of sadness. Like, what is Fran doing? Now, do I want Tasmanator to get off the ground now? Uh, no. Does it, does it make me sad when I think about Tasmanator? No, it makes me laugh. <laughs> The Tasmanator. Oh, my gosh. We're forcing a nickname there. The man's got a nickname already. There's other options that are easy. It's more syllables. But it's not what it's not going to be. And I know this from experience because I'm trying to give guys nicknames that don't stick. Tasmanator is not, does not have wings. <laughs> It's not happening. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Final thoughts coming up. This episode of Unreasonable Down is presented by Clark's. You ever had a pair of Clark's shoes? You're missing out if you haven't. They're very comfortable shoes. The first pair of Clark's shoes was made almost 200 years ago. A slipper from sheepskin groundbreaking technology at the time and from the very beginning Clarks has always thought differently and remains at the heart of what Clarks does brilliant ideas are what set Clarks apart we're teaming up with Clarks and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items including the iconic Clarks desert boot go to podgo.co backslash Clarks 
That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O slash C-L-A-R-K-S. Clarks! The exciting part is that the Big 12 tournament's going to begin and end, and the NCAA tournament is going to begin and end. And neither of those things were true last year. So it's all it's all gravy. Wins, losses, getting all that back in our lives, that is a step back towards some kind of... Is normalcy the right word? It's still a crazy world. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Next for the Mountaineers is the Big 12 Tournament. And I really think that the Big 12 Tournament is going to finish instead of just playing one game this year. They're going to play all the games. And one team is going to be the Big 12 Tournament champion. I don't know who West Virginia is going to play. Nobody knows. But the format is the 7th seed plays the 10th seed and the 8th seed plays the 9th seed. And West Virginia will not be any of those seeds. So they get a first round bye. And then they'll play in the quarterfinals. And they'll either be a 3 seed or a 4 seed. And it depends on what happens in the Texas TCU game tomorrow. If Texas lays an egg, West Virginia will be the three seed. If they don't, then West Virginia will be the fourth seed. If they're the fourth seed, they're going to play Oklahoma State. If they're the three seed, I think they're playing like Oklahoma or Texas Tech. But West Virginia, they've, you know... Big 12 tournament. I think they've made it to the final before. They've never really been close to winning the Big 12 championship. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Castbox. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. That helps you. In theory, it helps me in theory. Kindly do that. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2020-2021 season. 18 wins, 8 losses.